0: feeling an orange right now and i'm sitting on the border of nevada and california overlooking a mountain range i dropped my orange it is april 12th 2021 ad This is the pr- this this is the first podcast I've done outside. All right, I'm in reality, not a simulation. I'm not in I'm not in virtual reality. I'm in actual reality. Perhaps you can hear the birds, and perhaps you can hear the stream that is about ten yards to my left. I am now homeless <laughs> by choice, thankfully. I am officially. I've officially taken the title of technomad. I live nowhere, and I'm drifting, seeing where the road takes me. For this first month, I left Portland, Oregon, about four days ago, five days ago, and I got a nice little uh, little hybrid a Kia, a Kia Nero. To save on gas, because who knows what gas prices are going to be like in the next 12 months. Hopefully they'll remain the same. I got rid of most of my physical belongings here in the material plane, and I've only kept enough to pack into my vehicle, as well as my dog. I plan to travel across the country whilst podcasting, whilst also continuing uh, my main job of YouTube videos and content and writing, and I'm getting eaten by mosquitoes out here, so I'm peeling an orange so that I can rub the orange skin onto my skin, which is a natural remedy to keep the skeeters away. A little outdoorsman tip for you, if you're ever finding yourself getting eaten alive by mosquitoes, and you also happen to have an orange in your pocket. Rub that orange on your skin. Why am I doing it? Why am I a nomad? Well, it's kind of an experiment, I guess. I, um... It's seems like an interesting way of living you know i have no real physical place that i have to be you know i think that's going to be increasing with people as they perhaps get jobs online maybe you have a remote job as well so you're not really tied down to any specific location i also like traveling so may as well also rent prices insane you know here at least here in the US of A on the coast, inland it's a little more cheaper. It's a little cheaper. But um you know, if you want to go to like a main city, it's it's pretty crazy, man. It's pretty crazy. So I figured, um if I can find places on Airbnb that are around the same that I would pay for rent, why not just do that? Because usually those, those Airbnb places are even cooler. You know, they're like cabins out in the woods. Versus a, you know, 500 square foot apartment in a city per month. I'd rather, rather explore. So yeah, my first stop. Packed everything. Left Portland. My dog was sitting in the back seat. I had about an eight hour drive to my first location. And she, um, she really enjoys resting her face on my shoulder as I'm driving, which is cute at first, but then she opens her mouth and breathes into the small driver's compartment and her breath smells like death, like death itself. So I'm going to have to work out a better system because I'm going to be on the road a lot for the next year. And I'd rather not smell um, what appears to be dead rodents. That's the smell. Just imagine, imagine a dead squirrel that has been festering in the sun for about a week. And then you also mixed in some rotten eggs into that. And that's what my dog's breath smells like. I should probably get her some canine breath mints. So there I am driving at around 1 a.m. I arrive in a small town in California called Cedarville. And the road is dark. Complete darkness all around me. Only my headlights are illuminating the road ahead. As a car passes me, I have to turn off the bright lights, and then I turn them back on. I drive, and I drive, and I'm looking at the directions on my Airbnb app, and I have to turn onto a country road and follow the road deeper into the darkness. For my jack Coming to you live from a dirt road. here. Kind of trying to find my Airbnb. I'm in the middle of Nevada. Got my dog in the back. All of my belongings are in a car. And there is my Airbnb. I gotta take a left. Go down here i tell you one thing, as soon as I stepped out of that car, the expanse of the cosmos opened up before me, and I felt insignificant. Finally, I arrive at the location, I unpack my things, and I go to sleep. And in the morning, I wake up, and I see all around me. Miles and miles of mountains. Towards the direction of the setting sun is a mountain range, I believe it's called Cedar Pass. There's snow peaked mountains up top, and behind me are more more dirt hills, rocky and dirt. There's no snow on this side. The ranch is situated in between a valley and it is an off grid ranch. Completely off grid. Sorry, I'm eating my orange as I'm telling this. Rubbing the orange on my skin to keep the skeeters away. Get out of here, skeeter. Be gone. You fool. So off-grid. There's no... There's no electrical wires connecting this property to the town. It's all solar-powered. And at first I was a little worried that my editing rig and my computers and all of my... My dog is... looking at a chicken right now. She is very intently zeroed in on a chicken that is roaming the property and she is shaking because she wants to chase it but she will not chase it sorry Lucy you're not going to get any dinner tonight from that chicken only dry food for you (laughs) maybe I'll give her some actual chicken I'll cook her up some chicken So it's solar-powered, and it's uh, quite impressive. I can't imagine what kind of batteries they've got going here, but there's about four cabins on the property. Everyone has refrigerators, standard utilities, ovens. And everything runs. The guy has also built his own plumbing system there's a nice outhouse it's an interesting contrast to have been so plugged in to the heart of portland the city and then to just come to this which is just the complete opposite it's uh it's detoxifying you know there's something about the silence i took uh, I took Lucy up to, up to one of these peaks, two days ago. Put a water bottle and an orange in a bag. I've been eating a lot of oranges. And we walked for about two hours. Picked a direction and just went. And uh, we get over a pass, and then there's another sort of hill that I can't see over. So I think you know I want. then we walk over that hill and then we get on top of that hill and then there's another hill so I'm like what's beyond that hill and then we get on top of that hill and then it opens up to miles and miles of more hills and mountains it's beautiful the wind was very strong up there kind of added to the effect, you know? It was, uh... It was calm. Windy yet calm. If you've ever seen The Lord of the Rings... The Fields of Rohan... That's sort of what it looked like. Kind of gray... And brown on the ground. But... Surrounding the panorama is like... Snowy, capped mountains... Relatively warm. I had, you know, a sweatshirt. A windbreaker. And for maybe folks out there listening that, um, also live out in the country, the, um, stars. It's not until you get out of the city that you realize how much light pollution really blocks and how small of a marble we exist on. I mean, it's insane. You know, you look up and Have you you guys... Have you guys heard of these things? These stars? These, uh... These... These constellations? These, uh... They they look like lights. They look like little, uh... They look like street lights up in the sky. It's pretty insane. The, uh... The actual cabin I'm staying in is... Hand built as well. Sort of plywood and, uh... It's pretty small. But it's kind of nice. It's, uh... Got a little writing desk, and uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing for the past, you know, couple days. As as I've arrived, I, uh, as I got here, I, the only downside, I guess, to being off grid is the internet. It's uh, pretty slow out here. About five, five mil, five, five megs, five megabytes, upload, about one megabyte download. No, uh, five megabytes download, one megabyte upload, one or two megabytes upload. So I won't be able to make too many videos out here. But what I am gonna do for the next few weeks as I'm here is just write. And I've just been, uh, I've been putting off some some writing projects, and I've been just diving into those for the past few days, and it's been really, really nice. Just kind of waking up in the morning as the sun is rising and i just write and it's interesting to be the the thing i'm writing is like a sci-fi it's more you know sci-fi technology so it's 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 really nice to actually be writing about that but surrounded by the opposite of that i've almost found it increases the technology thought lines, the the, the the rabbit holes of technology that we dive into can seemingly be increased if one removes technology from the equation and you replace the technology with oranges. This podcast is brought to you by oranges and vegetables. Get them at any grocery store near you use the coupon code disrupt audio frequency podcast for 50% off your next veggie and fruit order speaking more on a internet i've been uh, researching a lot about starlink and good lord i cannot wait for it you know once that comes, I feel like that's going to have some huge implications in terms of the worldwide economy. I mean, you got to think like people living out in the country that don't have access will now have an avenue to get cheaper access to high-quality internet. That's more reliable. And in return, all we have to do is surround our orbit with a link of satellites. That's a pretty good trade-off in my mind. <laughs> Just cover cover the entire world. In all seriousness, though, it is insane to think about. I imagine in the next decade, the prospect of being really anywhere without internet will be a thing of the past. Like, Because now you can go up, the mountains and be like, yeah, there's no internet here, there's no chance of getting any cell service, but I imagine in the future there will be always cell service. Anywhere we will be able to download anime. (laughs) Anywhere we will be able to stream uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop. You're in the middle of Alaska, Paul Blart Mall Cop. You're in the middle of the the Sahara Desert. Guess what? Paul Blart Mall Cop. You're in the middle of the Andes Mountains. Guess what? Shrek. Used to just like running to the store and getting something if I need it. You know, like oh hey, I ran out of ran out of uh eggs. I'm out of eggs. I got no more eggs. I'll just take a you know, ten minute trip to the store and grab some eggs. Head back. We'll be back in twenty minutes. But here if you wanna if you if you if you run out of something, if you run out of it, eggs run out of milk it's about a it's an ordeal you know, 40 minutes there 40 minutes back i'm not complaining it's just i'm noticing you know so it, it takes a restructuring of how one sh- um prepares for the week or or month because it's like all right i'm in town i gotta you know what do i need uh, what am i gonna need what 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 am i gonna run out of and then the other thing is, uh, it's way out, you know, small towns all around here. And I, uh, unfortunately, my, uh one of my favorite activities is, you know, running, trail running. But unfortunately, my, my shoes, my running shoes, uh were on their last leg as I left the city. And I threw them away, because I thought, I'll just pick up some there. Bad move. Bad move. I, uh, I went into town today and and looked at various thrift shops for running shoes. No luck. I did a Google search for shoe. I did shoe in Google Maps, or in Apple Maps. Shoe store. Shoe. Shoes. Warehouse. Clothes. Nothing. I gotta drive two hours to get some shoes. My life is so hard, you know really i have to i have to drive Ugh. (laughs) and then i looked on amazon i said shipping for shoes it's gonna take about a week and a half for running shoes i can't go that long without running so i gotta take a trek i gotta go on an adventure probably tomorrow or the next day to get some get some new shoes once again, my life is so hard. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not complaining. It's just an interesting dichotomy, an interesting contrast to my life previously. But I'm learning. And uh, I'm sure there's a couple uh, seasoned off-grid or seasoned country veterans out there that are uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully enjoying my, my greenhorn entry into this new life. Than internet and other than accessibility of various goods and product I'm digging it I can get used to this it feels it feels more natural than being in a heavily populated area it's not to say cities are terrible but Lived the past 23 years in cities. Some of you all live the next 23 in country, and then that'll be like one third of my li- or two thirds of my life, and then the next third. That is, if we don't invent life extension by then, then the third third of my life will be hopefully in space, hopefully on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I was thinking a little bit more, more about, like, uh... Like, on-grid connectivity. while While being off-grid, you know? Which, as I said, it sounds like it defeats the purpose of being off-grid... But I think the, the idea of being off-grid is the self-sustaining aspect of it that is most appealing. Like not being at the whim of any city's infrastructure. You know, if they go down, then you, you sort of got your own self-sustaining little pocket of earth. So I feel like the ideal is, is that And also having connectivity that goes beyond the internet. Sort of the idea of just like, you know, VR, AR, plugging in, being able to visit with people in the same way that uh, you visit with them in physical reality. On-grid connectivity, off-grid, livability. And then the other, the other thing that could be interesting would be drone delivery, off-grid drone delivery. Just imagine you've uh, you've ordered something and it'll take you know a couple hours to get here. You see a drone flying across the mountain, like a like a really heavy-duty drone, preferably silent, you know hovers over your your little cabin and and drops, you know, a package that has Paul Blart Mall Cop in it, Shrek 1, 2, and 3, as well as any, uh, you know, groceries you need. But then the thought is like, okay, will there be like a technocratic society that outlaws living in the country, you know, demands everyone live in the city, Because they say, uh, you know, you shouldn't shouldn't hurt the environment by living out there. We got to stick we got to stick in cities. Don't be out here. Let nature be nature. Let us be us. Let us be a collective. We are all one. <laughs> That's what they would say. And then anyone that resists it, they would brand as the outlaws the rebels now they probably give them like a cooler name like resistors I was watching the feed on Amazon and uh, they call the uh, they call the people that don't want to plug into the uh, technology the resistors I was like why do they always give them cool names you know like I would want to be a resistor that's way better than being a conformer you know an NPC <laughs> you gotta give them like a bad name you know like uh, the the losers why are the losers not signing up to the collective consciousness <laughs> I would be a resistor. Would you? Would you join the resistors? I hope you would. Well, hey. I think that's about it. I got to. I'm going to do some, uh, some HIIT, a HIT workout, because I uh, got to do some some cardio, get the, get the blood running, I've been packed in all day, just, uh, just writing and, uh, went to town earlier today, and I gotta, you know, I gotta get the, get the blood running a little bit, cause I can't run, um, so I'm gonna do hit it's a fun, it's a H-I-I-T on YouTube. Gets the blood running. Feels good, man. But anyways, that was the first uh, Techno Mad episode. I'll be doing more of these updates as I'm living on the road for the next however many months this takes. However many months I'm on the road. If you'd like to, uh, and also, and as always, and don't forget, that always, but never, and signing off.